Hi guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and today on the podcast we have Dorinda Medley, formerly of The Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2. We're coming off BravoCon, so we had a lot to talk about. BravoCon, Housewives, Housewives of New York, The Reboot, Legacy, her feud with Jill. But we also talked about uh, she was doing interviews because she's partnering with Amazon Devices and Ring to decorate Bluestone Manor for Halloween. And um, so we talked a lot about beginning and that partnership and also the iconography of her house and everything that comes with that looking back at ultimate girls trip and we, we you know we, we just we kind of covered it all and it's always just really fun with dorinda she's always has a lot to say and is really generous with her time and her energy and you know I, I i go way back with dorinda at this point and it's um always just really fun to get some time with her i hope we see her back on legacy she doesn't know and i don't think anybody really knows right now but i hope that changes soon so yeah, keep listening for my interview with Dorinda Medley, and please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're here with Dorinda Medley, star of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2 Ex-Wives Club, formerly an icon of Real Housewives of New York City. She makes it nice. She's the queen of the holidays. I can, I can go on, I can go on, but... Dorinda, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. We're all Halloweened out here. So Bluestone Manor is in full swing. You know, in some ways, it's my favorite holiday, even more than Christmas, but don't tell. I'm not telling Christmas. <laughs> really I'm is. not telling Christmas. That, but why is that? Why do you like it? You feel like you can have more fun with it almost? I just think that October is such a, it, you know, I think of it as such a magical month. And I just think Halloween just brings us all back to being young. Everybody loves the spooky. Everybody loves to be a little scared. And there's just something, Bluestone Manor just lends itself to that kind of decor. I'd love to keep it up the whole year. It seems like it just <laughs> the house very well. I, I, you know what? And I, I've never been to Bluestone Manor, but I can, I can attest to that via watching it on TV and seeing all the pictures from, because, because I know that you are, you're working with Amazon for this holiday for various devices, and and they're going to help you kind of decorate your house. So, can you speak to some of that? How well, that- it's my second year working with Amazon and the smart devices, and you know, this year we're working again with the Ring, the Ring doorbell, which is you know, and the Echo 50, Echo Show 15, which I'm very excited about, and it's great because I can, you know, it helps me just organize everything. I can set up routines when someone rings the Ring doorbell. You know, it sets off Dracula greet you, which I find <laughs> very the you. And you know what's great is with the Echo Show 15, I can see everything from my kitchen. I can meet and greet them at the front door. I can see them. They put up a chime security light. Uh, oh, sorry, a ring security light. And, you know, it, the light goes off. So it's just, it's great to have an integrated system with the smart devices. It makes my routines easier. It means I don't have to leave the kitchen. I can pull up recipes. I can dim the light. I can put on music. I can see everybody at the front door. And it just makes my whole sort of Halloween routine a lot easier. And we were talking um, bef- before this interview, Dorinda, about how people are starting to find your house in the Berkshires and and it, and like sometimes get onto the premises. But but some of these devices are helping you sort of nip that in the bud. That was sort of the frosting on the cake when they set up the Ring spotlight and camera. I didn't realize how useful it kind of was a default thing because I knew that we were going to do the ring doorbell. I was so excited. We did it last year. You know, I was very excited that Dracula was going to be greeting my guests, <laughs> which I think is very appropriate for me because uh-huh. I kind of have a crush on Dracula. But what I really loved since the Ultimate Girls Trip 2, 
I mean, even before, but since the Ultimate Girls Trip 2, the house has almost become like the Disneyland of the housewives. I mean, every single day I have people at the gate. And if I by chance leave the gate open, which we did that day, all of a sudden I was so it was so fun because on the Echo Show, you know, uh, 15, I could see when the ring camera picked it up and put the spotlight on them, I could see it from my kitchen. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, strangers are in my driveway right now. So that to me has made me feel so much safer and I can do it from my fire stick TV. I can see it on my TV. I can see it from my bedroom. I can see it from anywhere. I have the echo show 15. I can say, Oh my God, someone's not only at my door now, but pulling up to my driveway. That was scary. Actually. That, that's scary. It's it's like, it's like, it, it's, it's flattering knowing that people want to visit. I love see, my fans. See exactly. where the moments are of course, but it's like, this is your, also your personal space and where you literally Correct. live. So yeah. So now I'm going to put up four more of the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. Cameras and the spotlights. It's a game changer. And actually, an even funnier story is this: I bought this 20 foot pumpkin. Have you seen it on my Instagram? I've seen the pumpkin. <laughs> Pumpkins become very famous, okay? And I came home the other day, and the pumpkin was gone. So I thought, oh my God. So I literally went back to my cameras and I saw that no one did steal the great pumpkin patch pumpkin, but actually on the ring camera, I saw it blow away down the field. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I was literally ready to call 911, but right. because my ring camera that showed up on my Echo Show 15 and on my TV, I could review it and say, oh, thank God, no one stole it. It actually it's just now in the Whaling's backyard because I kind of saw where it blew. So okay, so we know where it went. It didn't just like, fly away. With the pumpkin, thank you to the ring camera. Thank God. Lusto Manor that was built in 1904 cannot believe how smart it's, it's and tricked out. It's tricked out now. It really is. I love it. I love it. And you, we talked about people coming up because it's sort of the Disneyland of Housewives now, and, and because it's been a part of so many memorable moments. Epic. Epic. epic moments both around several different holidays i would say I, and i think you know I, I think i said this this to you last time we talked but like one of my favorite moments is when it's around halloween ramona gets out of the car she sees this sort of crying zombie woman that, that you have decorated there like, yeah exactly like with her head with her hand on her face and she goes oh my god it looks like bethany crying but you but That's... she's not out this year is she no, she's not out this year. I've given her a break. I try to every year sort of create a new theme. That's my theme this year is sort of woodland figures, sort of in ode to everything we went through through the pandemic and right. sort of relating back to nature. You know, I really kind of, for me anyway, I think one of the takeaways from going through the pandemic and being at Bluestone Manor the whole time, which was such a beautiful gift, is that nature, I never realized how much you know, we we as we as humans, we come up, we buy these places, we think we have ownership and we know what's going on, but really nature runs the whole show. And so I kind of wanted this theme, like the trees are listening, so watch out. So I have all the woodland characters and not so much scary, scary uh <laughs> <Bethany> crying. <laughs> scariest things, isn't it? And then the two little kids huddling. Oh, yeah. Pool. Now we did do scary so much this year. We did more mystical. Whimsical, mystical, right? I like that. And Dorinda, what for you, I mean, I'm sure there are moments that people bring up to you as like their most iconic Berkshire's moments from, from the, the different shows, but what to you is sort of your most memorable moment on either one of the shows from, from your house? You know, I think I, I'm always very excited in the beginning when the girls are coming up, yeah. right? 
We always know. Yeah, for the- for, I feel like for you, it's almost like Christmas morning, them coming up. Right. And I think when you when you think about it, too, when you think about it in the scheme of the the, the show, it's sort of our crescendo. It sort of hits right in the middle. So the everybody's we kind of start in the Hamptons then have fashion week. And then the audience goes on this journey with us, which I always love. And then they look forward to us going to Bluestone Manor. Mm-hmm. So it kind of hits this moment where people come into the home. They see Len. Len's become a great character. They see oh, yeah. the house. And the girls kind of, I think, feel comfortable and the audience feels comfortable with it. And I like it because it's an opportunity to sort of showcase, you know, who I am outside of the housewives. Like, you know, Bluestone Manor and my branding around Bluestone Manor and my love for it and my cooking. So I think my favorite moments are always the dinners, the famous For the good and the bad, exactly. (laughs) We always have some epic things. And then, of course, I mean... I definitely loved that when they first came up the first season and, you know, obviously it was, I wasn't fully in the swing of things and I had done so much because people don't understand the preparation behind having people up. Mm-hmm. So I did it all. And literally by the time I got to, I cooked, I cleaned, I made it nice. If you all can't be nice, you can all go home. <laughs> Great. That was such a sentiment for so many people that are hostesses and host and hostesses, right? That totally. kind of defined that moment where your mother, I remember my mother would be so angry after Christmas dinner because we'd eat it in like five minutes and she would kind of cook it for two weeks. And then, you right. know, she, and there was kind of that moment. So I think for us as a group, that was an epic moment. Yeah. I, it, oh, completely. And you also, you took that moment and you, you've made it a signature for everything, your brand like, and, yeah exactly it's, it's everything for you and I think that that's so intelligent and, and smart and, and savvy is that you know uh when you're trying to please I'm a people pleaser by nature like you know there, I think in life there's givers and there's receivers right. I tend to be the giver to the point mm. where some people get frustrated so when people don't receive it in the way that maybe I feel fit and I think a Listen. lot of us feel that way when we're hosting yeah, totally. but I love hosting the girls and I look forward to it and I think most importantly, I think the audience looks forward to it. It's the most being at Bluestone Manor with the girl is sort of the height of our bonding moment. Yeah, I think so too. It's it's you're you're at a house together, nowhere to go. And, and that's why Ultimate Girls Trip worked so well because you know, first of all, it's on a hill, it's on 18 acres. There was nowhere to go. And we were at the end of the pandemic. So even though there were some things open, it was morning, noon, and night here. Mm-hmm. So you can only imagine with eight sort of superstars. Yeah, exactly. Big, big personalities. It's, it's almost no, no too much of a house. It's a big house, but exactly. And something that you said during that, that the uh, one of the BravoCon panels, I think it was the one for Girls Trip, was like, people don't realize also that there was like 100 people there the week before too, leading with the crew and setting up and all that. So you're hosting more than just eight women. You're hosting over 100 people. So sad. Yeah. I told you, I woke up one morning before the girls arrived and I woke up and I heard all this stuff because they started at like seven in the morning. It looked like Coachella. I was like, what is happening? The you balloon. know, trailers, right. command stations and drones. That's one thing that was really so impressive is they, you know, because it was a much bigger production through Peacock, they had these amazing drone stations. And I think that for the audience, it gave them such a different feel and look of the house that you, so guys, that you hadn't seen before. I mean, I even kind of like, was in awe when they were coming up my driveway. I was like, wow, because, you know, I only see it microly. I don't see it macroly, mm-hmm. you know? 
So I think that was nice for the audience to see that it's not just the dining room or the living room where, you know, someone's yelling, mention it all. It's actually a big picture thing that we run here. I think it gave us a much better appreciation for like the grounds that you, that you, that the house is on and with, we with, by the pool or the field day that you guys had or the, the hot, the hot air balloon. Like we had a much, I think I had, at least I had a much better appreciation for just how beautiful the whole thing is. Well, but let me ask you a question. Do you think people really get, because we addressed it at Bravo kind of bit. Do you get the feeling that people think like I'm running a bed and back breakfast? I mean, the fact that people are like, I don't like my room. I'm like, well, it's like house. I have, I can't create rooms. Like, uh, you know, I think that there's, there's kind of an element to that. I think, I think that they, it's also like not every room is going to be identical. You know, any, I, I, I don't well, know what the expectation was necessarily. Got to remember, I moved into this house in 2005, and I had young children, my two stepchildren, and so the house actually, believe it or not, wasn't made for Bravo. It was made right. for a family. And right. I really love the fact that people kind of almost, you know, they think there's like a suggestion box or a concierge <laughs> right. that's going to help them change rooms. There's no change. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was the the things you put in every room with the rules on it. Maybe that gave that vibe. You know, I don't know, but it's. And I stand it's by that. Oh, I, and I, I, I think you I feel no remorse for that. And if they come back next year, if we do do legacy, I'm, I may be updating those plaques after all the right. learning experience of Ultimate Girls Trick. Now that I'm going to have the plaque, I'm going to update that plaque. Update that plaque. No cupcakes in the rooms when they get there. And you know what? Then the, we, we, we live and we learn, right, Dorinda? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, Dorinda, we are a little over a week out of from BravoCon, which is... I still kind of feel exhausted from it. Do you, have you fully recovered? Or are you still kind of? I want to hear the weirdest thing, Gibson. I didn't feel tired from it. Really? No, I felt, I, I, I've got to tell you the first day, it's so many people have asked me this. I've got to be honest with you, the days were long. I mean, we started hair and makeup a lot of the days, seven, eight in the morning, because, you know, we had panels at like 10 and we had to get down to the Javits. And, you know, there was a lot of nighttime stuff. And, you know, luckily I was part of a lot of the big nighttime stuff. But it was so, it was so overwhelming to see these people come out the way they did. And they, you could tell that this was something that they really were looking forward to. I mean, people were, it was as if like it was its own little world for the weekend, Very right? Much so. And, you know, I went in there knowing people spent a lot of money. I know that people were traveling far and wide, but the, the the real like being part of it was really over. I mean, there were people from the Middle East there, China, New Zealand, Australia, France, London. I mean, I met five people from Wales. Incredible. I lived in London for 10 years and did meet five people from Wales. <laughs> that, you know, you couldn't. I was the first night I went home um, after the Legends Ball on Friday night. I couldn't sleep because my body was almost humming. From all this energy, I mean, did you feel it? Oh yeah, completely. I mean, you, I, I really felt as though I was around people who all, we all spoke the same language, first of all, and and it just we're all so passionate about these these shows but and I these people. It was healing, like after going through what we did and learning to appreciate what we missed or what we had. This was the ultimate, like, okay, we're back. I agree. And these were loyal, incredibly passionate fans. I mean, you would walk out a door because they had to take us through the back thing and people would merge towards you. I mean, when did you ever have to have a, a, a housewife in New York? These girls have security. We I mean, Dorinda, security. Dorinda I, I, what I said was like you would went by the screams and the reaction and the amount of selfies, selfie hands out. You would think that it was 
Lady Gaga or Beyonce. And you know, but but you are Lady Gaga or Beyonce to to these people. To and these that's, people are bachelor. And that's and amazing. Know, really interesting because, you know, as you know, we only film like four months a year. And I really do go back to my old life and back to my family and house and traveling and all my, you know, different parts of my life. And I try to, you know, be renormalized very quickly. So especially because we've had this long period where we haven't seen each other, you forget how... How do you say it without sounding conceited? But not just me, but as a group, how much joy, like yes. people really are invested in us. Yeah, yeah. Very humbling. I'll be honest with you. It's very I'm humbling. Sure. I'm walking through Big Y thinking, well, I'm a, you know, you, you could go back to being a nobody very quickly. And I love that part of my life. But the first day I was like, whoa, these people really do know us. Or exactly. Me, yeah. Right? Yeah. And during the, like, I mean, you, like you said, like you're, you were involved in all three days. You were part of nighttime, daytime events all, the whole time. And, and you're, you're I one of the people. Everything. When I got and, my, and schedule, I was be. like, yes. Cause it, be. I treat it like Disney. I don't go to Disney and complain. I put on the sneakers, the tracksuit, and I throw myself in. Yeah. I, I, you have to be in for a penny and in for a pound. In that, like that, That's what, that's what my question is for you. Cause you're, you're one of the people that just like very overtly is leaning into it, giving the fans what they want. Like you are, you're providing that experience and that, that interaction for a lot of people that a lot of money. Exactly. But, but I'm wondering if like through your observation, just as somebody who's, who's on the other side of of it and the fans, were there, you don't have to name names, were there, were there, uh, are there people that don't really feel that same way? Yeah, I think they're, they are, you know, and I, and I, um, you know, for me, it's a multi thing. It's a, it's a, I signed up for it. It's a job. I put my name on the contract be paid for I know that these people have spent a huge amount of money and time and I know that without them I, this is where sometimes I get a little bit like without these people there is no me there is no bravo so mm-hmm. how can you not lean into it and yeah I do think some people kind of but, but I don't know if that's bravo con or if that's their nature period sure you know, you know what it is there in life there's glass half full glass half empty people I hope and I tend to be a more of a you know, glass half full because my mother allowed me to be anything else. I mean, my mother was like, look at the positive of everything. Mm -hmm. And it's the only way to get through, you know, life is hard enough without bringing it, trying to add boulders to it. Right. I totally agree. Bones in your shoes. It's hard enough to walk as it is. You know what they say? One pebble in a shoe ruins the walk. I like that phrase. I'm writing (laughs) that down. I like that one. And obviously, you know, you're, you're in the Berkshires right now, Bluestone Manor, where Ultimate Girl Strip 2 filmed. And, you know, I think that there was a, there was an amazing reaction to that season of, of, of Ultimate Girls Trip X-Wives Club and, and a really, a really amazing, amazing reaction more so than the first season, I think. And I think there was kind of a clamoring for, okay, they were amazing at Dorinda's house and this is not taking anything away from Bluestone Manor, but can, can Peacock send them somewhere next time, like could, for, for another season, the same group, would you, do you have any kind of inkling that that could happen? You know, I don't think, I mean, I didn't hear anything about that. I think they're, I think they're kind of like leaning into the, the ultimate girls trip three now. It's a funny thing. It's just, you feel like they're sort of like going along and creating as they go along. And everybody thinks we have some magic crystal right. ball. We really don't. You know, I think that they're going to probably, you know, take on this episode, the third one, which I think is going to be very hard to follow from those down there. Oh, I think I think so too. I think you guys set the bar really high in terms of yes. producing moments and and really kind of I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it was the group too. That, I mean, the, the group that you guys had together. The group like, was, was a great group. It was the special. group was a dynamic, strong, 
you know, just great group. Each one of those women like have a strong personality. So you can imagine what it was like mm -hmm. being here with all of them for eight days. Mm -hmm. Thinking back to BravoCon and then being with those women, but also being with everybody else. What were some of the kind of most memorable interactions that you had kind of just because I was backstage for, for a little bit of that time, like there's a lot of kind of passing through and golf carts and, and press room run-ins. Like who did you have well, run-ins with the, that, there, that was There was memorable. a couple of memorable moments. One was when at the first day when I came out, I kind of wasn't really prepared and they didn't really, I don't think they really understood it is when they opened the door and everyone just started rushing and hundreds at the door and they dragged me back in and said, no, 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 you can't go out. We to, I was like, like, I really realized this was a different thing. Like this, these people aren't, they're here to play. Totally. I mean, and the other beautiful moment was, and I just strangely got the email about the pony. A woman said to me, can you do a video message to my mother who's got, who has cancer? And can you say hello to her? And I said, sure. So we got her out, we FaceTimed her and said, oh, she wrote me the most beautiful email saying, my mother's actually terminally ill. And this meant like, it was the happiest I've seen her in months. So thank you so much for doing that message. And when you hear things like that and you do things like that, you don't realize that you're actually doing something really impactful. Because for you, it's just like, oh, hey, so-and-so, you know, that kind of thing. And and I just was, I you know, now that being away from it, getting that email this morning, I'm like, it is important. They People can say what they want about us. People can like us. People can hate us. We're impactful. You're impactful. And I think that, I mean, that's a really special story, Dorinda. And it is. And I think that it's honestly, it's hard to put into words, I think, for people that aren't part of this community of, of stars and media and fans and journalists and producers and people behind the scenes. Like we have invested, everyone's invested so much time into this whole thing. And we know each we know each other's lives so well that it's it's um it's hard it's to affair. it's hard to characterize that relationship. I think it's a love affair. It is. It's a love affair. It really, it, it really. I always say it's very similar to what what they had for years with um, soap operas. I I totally agree with that. It's like we we've been through the ups and the downs and the yeah. highs and lows and divorces, murders. I mean, mugshots. We don't have murder, thank God. But we <laughs> we do have mugshots. We do have mugshots. Oh my God. Thank God I haven't partook into that one yet. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Did you, did you see this interview that Ramona did recently? Did you see that with, with Carlos King? No, because I've been up here the whole time. I just got here yesterday to set up for all of Halloween. Okay. What is she doing now? She's talking about the legacy show and kind of spilling the tea on, on her final, on those last several seasons of Roni. And she, wow. and I don't, I don't agree with this assessment, but she called it she called the legacy show the loser show. Really? Mm hmm But I don't understand that because I thought she wanted to be on it. That's what I thought. I think that she I think but that why? she see, I think that she sees it as the people, the people she... are sort of left behind. That's what I think how she sort of sees it. Well, I don't see it that way. The, I mean, you know what I think? I obviously don't think that, but that's just not smart. That's not a smart business move for her. You know what I mean? She we're just at the point where we all should just be quiet and let things roll out. I don't know why she would do that. I mean, she, she, I mean, I would but want to spot if I were What's the upside of that? I mean, what's the upside? Because now she might be, I mean, I don't know, but who knows going to be us back. And she goes back on it calling it. I mean, that's not going to, I don't think that's going to go down well with people. I would I'm agree gonna with that. I'm going to, I'm going to look it up when I'm done. I'm going to look it up on my 
Echo Look it up on show that. 15 as yep. soon as I'm done. There we go. Um, Dorinda, what was your, who is the person that you met during BravoCon other than like another Bravo celebrity that you were excited to meet that you had the best interaction with that you were like, okay, we're going to be friends or we're, and this was great. I'll tell you who, uh, Sheree. Love Sheree. Enjoyed Sheree. And it was funny. We met and it was kind of like that moment, which happens a lot in this Bravo world or Bravo family, where we thought we knew each other, but we really like, realized our only connection was the fact that we were Bravo celebrities, right? But after five minutes, I felt like I, I was like, I'm going to come to Atlanta and visit you. She goes, well, I'll come to Blue Storm Manor. I'm like, let's do it, you know? But that's the beauty of the family that, you know, Bravo creates. There is something, it's a sorority in a weird way or, a, a you know, a special club that like we do feel very bonded to each other. And I like the fact too, Gibson, what I liked is it's a, a time in your Bravo life that you don't, it doesn't have to be based on controversy or negative or fighting and all stuff. You just can stay very positive and, and, and kind of enjoy the fruits of your labor a little bit. Definitely. No, and, and, I, and I felt that. I think that this thing is, I walked away from it thinking, this thing's huge. They could bring this to London. They could bring this to Australia. It could be a they traveling could bring thing. They could Las Vegas. Yeah, totally. And it doesn't, it wouldn't have to be like everybody at once. It can be, there can be iterations of this whole thing. Cause there's a clearly, a, there's clearly just huge interest in it. And, um, you know, and, and during, during me, which is an observation, I will tell you that I didn't really expect because I'm such the Bravo world with the Bravo girls. I didn't written, and this isn't a hit and please don't write it as it, no. but like, I didn't really realize how huge like summer house and things were just cause I'm older and I don't watch it. Not, there's no hit there, but like, People are crazy for those people. And I'm one of them. And I think that one of the one of the things is I think a lot of, I think Summer House in particular, the pandemic helped, the pandemic viewing and people binging shows helped a lot with Summer House. It took it to the next level. And then I also think, Dorinda, that some of those younger, uh, casted younger people that have more men on them, more straight men on them. I think that more male viewers watch those shows with their girlfriends and their wives. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to say this, but I walked out and I, of course I got my chairs and everything. And then someone from Summer House, they were going crazy. I was like, wait a second, who is that young thing get so much attention over there? Yeah, she was this little young thing. I will say who it was, people were going crazy over it. Oh my gosh. What? Well, Dorinda, I, I was at the Ask Andy panel when you crashed and you, were, you, 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 got, you got a ton of love. You, you got a ton of love in that moment. People went wild. My first question about that, did Andy have, Andy had no idea you were going to crash? No, I'll tell you the story behind it. So I was walking to my uh, next, uh, next gig. I think I had a press something, you know, they had those press rooms where you could go in and meet yeah. up. And I heard Andy speaking and I peeked and I said, oh my God, Andy's speaking. And I saw Liz Persky was running the show. So I went and I said, bring me to the front of the line. I'll put my back to the microphone because I knew he and when they put the spotlight on me, I'll turn around and start talking. He was truly surprised. And don't you like, funny. I don't introduce myself. Hello, I'm Mrs. Medley from Bluestone Manor. It was so good. And then we got to make it nice cheer happening. And everybody, everybody joined in. It was really good. It was really good. And, you know, I think it's it's been talked about, like, you know, you, you asked about when you're being brought off pause and he hinted that you were going to be soon. I know you don't know too much about legacy, but one of my things that, one of my questions about that, Torinda, is like, I really like how you have sort of claimed that phrase on pause because you kind of got I some have. because you kind of got some for it on girls trip when when I think it was like Tamara was like that just means fired or whatever it's the same as the rest of us 
but or brandy yeah it's, it, it was a whole thing but i feel like you've reclaimed i saw some fans that had shirts made at BravoCon saying like andy put me on pause it's become another one of your kind of reclaimed moments I, and it's kind of cool it's taken on a whole i mean whenever i hear it like literally <laughs> when people are paused my face pops up in their mind and you know they it's it really it, it was the kindest sort of letting go or whatever you had to do because it was a hopeful goodbye for totally. a while. yeah was what do you feel but like I never, you, i'll be honest with you gibson do you know i first of all i think it was worked out very well for me right yes i was able to leave write my book it was the pandemic i was able to take a step back and you know the, the audience was sort of allowed to decide you the, the audience it's a bravo libraries are fierce right they love to hate you and hate to love you but they miss you when you're gone you mm -hmm. know what i mean you see that a lot so it gave everybody a moment to sort of reevaluate you know, who I was, if they really on a macro level. And that's a great thing about housewives. You you have to, I said it in an interview, you have to invest in a housewife long-term. Sometimes they're good. It's like dating. You know, when you're first dating, everything's great. You know, the sex is great. The time, they, no one can do it wrong. And then you have your first argument, right? And then you have to kind of make up, but then you're, you know, and that's what it's like, your relationship yeah. with Bravo Levy. It's like a long-term dating. So you have to love them for the bigger picture, not for like, the Wednesday night argument at right, or, like a, or like a bad season or like a rough yeah. season they might've had. And, and I'm wondering for you, Drinda, like for seasons, because listen, life, I if, agree. People, if people want a housewife to be authentic and real, who should, it's not always great. And I think when people are just sort of too middle of the road, I don't know what do people do. Does the audience like that? No, I, 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 I want the ups and downs. I, Cause that, that to me, we talked about being invested in people. We're invested for the good and the bad. And I think that that's, Ultimately, that, that's what makes us feel close to you guys. And I'm wondering for you, I think, you know, we talked about sort of the, the fan relationship to you, but like when you had that on pause moment and it's, it's sort of like, is the like, do you, do you feel, do you feel like, <laughs> I cried. You, yeah, cried I'm, I'm, I'm sure, but, do, but have, do you feel like you've learned anything from that time off? Like from a I'll personal tell you level? What I've learned, I've learned a lot. First of all, I was very lucky because I just signed a deal with Simon and Schuster like a week before I was put on pause to write the book. And I was really in a sort of a quandary figuring out, oh my God, they paid me now. Now how am I going to write the I book? Have the time, in, right. In time. So it worked out perfectly. Um, it also gave me a chance to sort of step back, you know, so I was on for six years, step back and just not just, you know, and I say this with the kindest thing, but you know, you can get so wrapped up in just the housewife thing. And as I, as I always say, you know, by the time I went on housewives, I was 50. So the cake was baked. You know, that was, it was kind of the frosting. I was giving them the frost and the cake yeah. was baked. Booster Manor was mine. My life was mine. Hannah, um, you know, Richard had passed. I'd had many lives all over the world and, and had many different experiences, but it allowed me to step back and sort of like reconnect with me again. Mm. You know, I, the pandemic helped a lot with that and reconnect with, well, with this, with brands, like, I think it's important to, to be bigger than just a housewife. I love it. But it allowed me to be like, wow, you know, I have a lot of great branding power. I have a lot of Dorinda to still give and, you know, write a book. Do I did this partnership with Amazon last year, you know, and they, and they came back and did it again. And that's what's great about Bravo It and being a housewife. It provides you with an incredible platform, right? But you want to make sure that you keep growing still, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I had a lot of growth. I think all yeah. of us did. Yeah, and I think that you've. I if, think if you've there is that. an opportunity to go back to legacy, I have sort of stories to tell again. Totally, and I, I, th I think that's what also because I think sometimes we'll, we'll we'll rush back into filming on some of these shows, and like sometimes the break is actually good because it's it's giving us more fodder, and and it's nice.
dating, how you feel after the pandemic, you know, branding, beautiful branding opportunities with the company, you know, things like Ring and Amazon mm-hmm. and all. You know, just um, written a book. You know, there's just a lot of yeah, things. There's that, a lot that we can now talk about, and we're and listen. I don't care if anyone says they have it; they're crazy. We've all become a little different since the pandemic. Mm, no, I, I completely. It cha- if it hasn't changed you, then I'm not sure you're being honest yeah. with yourself. Exactly. The other thing that you've you've obviously been asked a lot about is the the new rebooted cast, and you and you you've been nothing but gracious about that. I think that I think that that's and that's the only really way to be. I would say in your position. What did you make though of Jill going to lunch with some of them? Did you see that? Yeah, I don't know about that. I just seemed very Jill. What What does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, is it necessary? It seems, I, I just, I don't know. It, it felt a little awkward to me, but that's what Jill, you know, Jill's on all that. I, I, I don't know. How did you yeah. feel about it? I mean, I saw some jokes be made about it. I thought I, I wanted to read it as like, I mean, really you kind of opened thing. it up. I mean, your first reaction was when you opened it up, you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. And, like, oh. Yeah. And going off going off that, Dorinda, you know, like it was interesting to watch you doing squash that beast with Vicky on Watch Happens Live during BravoCon when you were like, no, we squashed this. We're over it, whatever. And sort of contrasting that with you and Jill had a moment on, on one of the panels. And it's there's clearly some feelings there and some tensions there. And I'm wondering, yeah. like, why do you think that that, that stuff with Jill is, is sort of still lingering? and But it's not with Vicky. You know, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't, I, to be honest with you, Gibson, I, mean, I thought Jill and I were good after, during the show. We had a great episode six and the seven, we were hugging. And I just found it interesting that after the show was done, I don't know what happened. So I just, I don't want to touch it because what I thought was fine six months later, when sort of the press started a whole new sort of storyline started, which I never liked that because I love for the audience to sort of follow Sure. The show and 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 it conflicted with what was authentically happening at Bluestone Manor. So I was like, huh? To tell mm-hmm. you the truth, I was like, totally. Someone called me up and told me about it because believe it or not, I was up in the burst. I'm like, really? Because I had just gotten text messages saying, I love you. I want to be friends. We might go to. So it was more confusing than anything. And I don't really, I don't do well with like, you know, you say it to my face. Yeah, for sure. I'm really like, like I can deal with anything, but you know, I, I don't like when, you know, there's, you know, there's one conversation going on in front of your face and in Texas and then to, you know, behind the scene, there's another conversation because that's sure. dangerous to me. Like, mm. you know, me, I like a good, I will. You're direct. You're very direct anything. person. Yeah. I'm very direct. But what I don't do is, you know, that thing where it just is all the mixed messaging because that's sure. just to me for even in friendships just tell me who you are and I thought that we had really done a beautifully job it's sort of I felt really good when she left in fact we were making plans so I mean I mean that last episode was pretty great I I cried during that last episode when the choir came right what do you think it is Gibson is it you think I mean I think I kind of my read on it maybe is that there's sort of an anticipation for the lead up to what legacy could be but it doesn't work like that I, I know it doesn't but I think that that's Jill hasn't been on a Real Housewives hasn't been on Real Housewives in New York in a very long time, and I think that the show has changed a lot. So I think that there's sort of an effort to, oh, there's an interest in me in Dorinda versus Jill. Let's bring that into legacy and sort of, you know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but I just believe in letting things play. I just don't. I don't have anything to tell you the truth. Jill and I, I thought we were in a great place, right. and I, I would, I don't, I can't think. To tell you the truth, after she left the house, all I got were texts 
that were nice and kind and you maybe I'll come up, you know. So I was blindsided. Think about Vicky and mine was we put it out there. We dealt with it. It was what it was. So we could deal with it in an authentic way, not sort of a backdoor, you know, thief in the way. Yeah. When, well, when, 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 that, that, like I said, is dangerous. Yeah. When, when you're, when your co-stars like Jill or Ramona with her, with on Carlos King or Ebony responding to that, when people who you've like been on the same shows as and things like that, when they do interviews like that, do people send those to you? How do you kind of discover those? Or do you see it on Instagram? Like how, how do you discover? Oh, I usually sent it. Someone will say, Hey, did you, did you see this? And then I see it. And in fact, I hadn't even saw it the day that we, Oh, the day that we did the interviews to us. I hadn't seen it yet because, you know, I try, I'll be honest with you. I try not to get too engaged in all that because it just kind of, it can hurt your feelings. And, yeah. and, you know, I just, people say stuff in the moment when they're in interviews that maybe are salacious and, and they don't mean it. You know, so I try to keep my relationships with the girls that I feel close to. I try, I try to focus on that, but yeah, you know, yeah, I get that. That's why I try. I really don't do a lot of podcasts and things. I, even after they put me on pause, I literally did like no interviews because I was mm-hmm. like, it's going to be, I'm going to say something wrong. And then I'm going to, you know, let's, you know, there's something silence is golden. And you also, know, also, you, there's I mean, always going to be something else. You only get yourself in trouble. You only get yourself in trouble. You know, the old thing, say it, forget it, you know? Write it, regret it. One of your, one of your most iconic even when, even when Jill said in one of her interviews, I will never stay at Bluestone Manor again. It's written. So now, like, no matter what, she'll never be at Bluestone Manor again. Why say it? Time, we had a beautiful story for the audience. And now here we go with statements. Just don't say it. Let mm-hmm. things play out. Also, like if if, if, you're, if you both end up on legacy, I don't feel I'm, anything towards Jill because I haven't really spoken to her. She's kind of yeah. on her own sort of PR thing, and I think that's a very important thing for her, is just trying to get back into it. I feel like I'm sort of you're still in it. You know, I'm here. I don't really need to go and badmouth anyone. That's really not my gig anyway. You know, I kind of when I'm on the show, I I do what we got to do in enough that I think honest. It may be painful sometimes, but I'm very honest. I put it out there. But I don't six months later just kind of start making up stuff and throwing it out there to see who catch, catches it. You know what I mean? Right, That's right. No, you, you can't. You can't. There's no way to prove. Like, what am I going to start saying? No, I didn't. Yes, I did. But there's nothing. Like, bring it on camera. Mm-hmm. Let's on camera. Totally. I, I I'm with you. Before, you know, before... I don't know. I don't know how how people like to deal with me. I think it's easier to do stuff behind my back than in front of me because you know because how they're, they're scared of the heat. They're scared of the, they're scared of you calling them out, which is I think you know. You, I you, am you, very good verbally. You, you check people. You check people. I think that's a don't let it slide. You know, and I think yeah. that's a good way to be. Tell the uh, truth. Tell yeah. the truth. Tell the proof, and we can file it. Yep, Dorinda. Before before we go, I you know. You were on that amazing girl strip panel with Dave Quinn on Sunday at BravoCon, and they brought out the cast of season three, which was really cool to see. Kind of like, I mean, like, what was it like, twelve or fifteen of you on this on stage together? Did you? What did you make of the of the kind of dynamic of the the third season cast? Did you observe anything from that from those kind of fifteen minutes, or the trailer even? Because Leah's in there. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, it's so different than the Bluestone Manor one. It's just, it's, I think it's interesting that they went to Thailand and stuff, but we didn't get enough of it. Did you get it? Did you get enough of it to really get your hands around it? It seemed like a very entertaining season, but I'm not really sure exactly how it's going to compare. I like the fact that they're, you know, I think it's so, we were, I was just talking about this to someone this morning. I just love the fact that they can, they can take 
it's such an interesting concept to take all these franchises, right? And you, you're all separate. And then to cross-pollinate them, because there is something there about seeing, you know, Marisol and Leah or like Candace. Totally. Like, like, you're like, huh? Like, yeah. it, because, you know, we're almost like cartoon characters. So when you, it is a wild thing, right? Yeah, I, I think it's really wild. And my favorite part about the whole Ultimate Girlship experiment, well, I'll say, is like, the 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 way that you guys can talk about the shows and the different roles that you play on your respective franchises and how that differs from the role you play in this new setting. Yeah. That's the tricky part. Mm-hmm. Because you know, each franchise has such distinct personalities yeah. and even ways of doing the show. Like we, you know, New York is sort of, I think, one of the ones that it's very just like, leave us alone, we're filming. Like, don't guide us, don't point to us, don't acknowledge us, just throw on the mic, throw on the cameras and let the and, and we've done, I mean, we've had many a nights where like, they literally have to stop us. And we're like, you're drinking. They're like, we're, we need to take your mics off now. Cause we're just living life. Like, like, that, night, like, that, night your, like, you night, like that night at Bluestone Manor when it literally is like footage from Bethany's phone one night, yeah. you know, like the pool tables. And I always said, I mean, I always said, well, people don't understand the reason why we look so ragged in the morning is because when the cameras go off, we keep going. Like that's not for the camera. We keep going. Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> I love it. Oh my There's God. There's many nights where I remember, uh, I won't say in particular, we'll be doing a dinner and the person will say, can we still order drinks after we stop filming? Are they still free? So we're like, they're like, no, once mics are off yet. We're like, okay, oh, Dad, come on. Because then we stay. We stay. And that's when all the good stuff comes out. And that's when the bonding comes out. I think the great thing about the New York cast, and I hope it for the new cast, is we really did felt, we felt bonded together. I agree. I think that that, and I think that that, I think like I think you made this point earlier, Dorinda, which is like I don't like when there's a lot of high turnover on a show because it, you have to let people settle in with each other and 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 create those actual relationships and dynamics, and that's what you guys have on New York, or had on New York, and I and I'm excited to hopefully have that back on our screen. Well, I'm excited, you know, with this reboot, with the reboot stuff. Yeah. This is- easy I, they're 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 coming up after women that are kind of iconic right these Very. are weird. they're they're all, like i said they're almost like cartoon characters like you could put sonia and as a cartoon you know who it is lou me like you know it's really ingrained in fans things but i am really interesting seeing that beautiful panel that night like it's exactly as i said like i want to learn about these girls like who is that woman in new york city Aren't you? I mean, I really am. It's oh no! A, I mean, listen. It, they all live in New York. I observe them be all the time on the Upper East Side. Like I, because I realize now I'm old, and I'll see them in the elevator. You know, and I think you're such a different young mother than what's I. Her, what's her life like? Right. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. Technology. Totally. Like even honestly, I'm not bringing it back from doing it, but even with these things like the Echo Show 15, with the Ring, with being able to access their calendars. Like, think about if I was a mother, I had that Black Daily book. <laughs> my mom has one of those as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I would lose that and lose my because <laughs> it was my because it was my life trying to you know now you can do it on all these smart devices. Mm-hmm. I could keep my calendar for Hannah on the show, I'll go show fifteen. I can look up recipes. I can look up the things I have to do for a school project. Technology is now such a huge part of and these smart devices of not only these young girls. Lice, but their kids' lice. Exactly. And I raised Hannah in London until she was like eight. So we were really behind the eight ball. Hmm. It's really interesting to watch that success. And women, I, I have to say it, it is all about the woman right now. 
She is strong. She is successful. She is confident and she has financial power. So, you know, I, I look to my daughter and I think, wow, what a wonderful time to be a woman in this world. That's, that's a lovely note to end on, Dorinda. Okay, great. Listen, I just love, I love the fact that I've had this partnership with Ring and the Echo Show 15 because it is so important to have smart devices in your house for so many reasons. It helps to organize my Halloween decorations, helps me get recipes. It's great to see who's at my front door. And I love the fact that they can customize the ringtones and that I can see it throughout my whole house. I can see it on my Ring Fire Stick. I can see it on my Echo Show 15. I can see who's at my front door. I can pull up recipes, put on music. It just these smart devices make our lives so much easier. And I'm so happy to be part of this partnership. And it, you know what? It helps you make it nice. It helps me it even, helps you make even it nicer. Nice. Even, even nicer. nicer. <laughs> and Echo Show 15 helped to make me nice. Make it nice. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that Dorinda, was beautiful, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much for the time. And um, I always love seeing your face. And I, you know, <laughs> I can't I can't wait till next time. I can't wait till next time. Bye-bye. Yeah, all right. Thanks for tuning in to We Should Talk. I hope you enjoyed the interview. You can find out more about In The Know at InTheKnow.com. You can follow me, Gibson Johns, at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram. And you can listen to all of our interviews, past and future, by searching We Should Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Hope to see you next time.